And today I want to take a look at uh, how the gospel changes us as a people, as a community, how the gospel gets in and does deep heart work. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. It's page 851 on the Bible on the chairs. Page 851. But 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. And what we're going to see is that God's purpose in humanity is to bring glory to himself by making a new people who who live differently. And, And by living differently, we bring honor and glory to God. And that is God's purpose in humanity. So 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But you, he's talking to you, though this is for believers, are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Aren't you thankful for that? Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which, which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. And we don't have time to, to work through, the, uh, through it word by word, but I want to point out a, a few statements to you. He says that we are, uh, one of the things he says that we are as a people of God is a holy nation. That means, and holy means that we're set apart, we're distinct, we're, we're different, and uh, it's, it's God is, it's like he's saying, I want you as my people to be distinct, to be different, I want you to be a new society in which the world can see what everything in life could be like under the lordship of, of Jesus Christ. And, and so we are a community and we operate on different principles than the, the world operates. And, uh, and Christians, we are a bit different. I mean, I grew up in, I grew up in church. My dad was a, a minister and, and we used to love Jesus more because we went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night. Yeah. You with me? Uh, Wednesday night. Usually there was a prayer meeting in there. I mean, we, we loved Jesus more and, and, uh, Back then, we, uh, not really, I'm just messing with you. But, uh, but church and gathering together like this is as normal as breathing to me. Like, I don't even think about, like, if, if someone isn't, isn't used to church or isn't used to coming together, and, because it's a little weird. It's a little different, because where else, I mean, if you took another uh, social group or social club and said, hey, once a week we're going to get together and we're going to do a couple things. We're going to have a sing-along, right? I mean, that's really what, and, and there's going to be some, we're going to ask you to participate, or, and there may be songs that you know, some of them you're not going to know, and you may not know the style, but we want you to come and, and participate. And then, if you have social anxiety, don't worry about it, we're going to look right over that, because then we're going to in, invite you to introduce yourself to the stranger <laughs> next to you. And then someone's going to get up and speak for way longer than our attention spans will last, I mean, Ted says 18 minutes, right? Ted talks. That's the I- ideal length. And, and we usually go like 35 minutes, 30, 35, where you, you know, like, that's just a little different. Even how we gather as believers. Are you, are you with me? Like, don't, I'm not trying to offend us. <laughs> but, but if you've been doing this a while, you just forget that it's a little, it's a little different. But even beyond, beyond that, it is, it's a way of, of living as a, a holy people. We're living God's, God's ways. Um, and so when he calls us to be holy, I mean, everything we do is, 
should be markedly different than if, if we weren't part of, of this. I mean, the way that we use our money and our possessions, how we conduct our relationships and family life, how we do our work, how we love and serve the poor and the marginalized, a holy nation. We're distinct. Peter also says that we're a royal priesthood. He says that we're a royal priesthood. And when you think about priest, he's saying you are a priest. A priesthood, you use, I mean, you might think of uh, Old Testament where there's uh, sacrifices and there's temples. Uh, if you grew up in a, a Catholic church, right, there's the priest who stands between you, you and God. Well, in that same way, we are called to be priests, to stand between people who don't know God and, and God and, and to, to bring them together, to bring people to God, to be involved in, in people's lives and so that we are, are bringing God as a community to people and to our neighborhood. And this is a call for every believer. Uh, and the to be a priest in the priesthood of God. And so you have a holy nation where we're called to be distinct and different from the world and the people around us, but we're also called to be a royal priesthood where we're deeply involved in the lives of the world and the people around us. And like Jesus, we need to be distinct from the world for the world. Does that make sense? We need to be distinct from the world, but not, not so we're saying like we're better than you, you need to live our way, but we're distinct for the world because we love the world that's why we are distinct can i get an amen amen, amen. and that's the the sort of community we're supposed to be um, a holy nation a royal priesthood and there are a number of implications uh, what that means for us as a community i'm just going to share a couple with you as we go through first uh, peter and, th- and there was different words that as we as we read through there um chosen people royal priesthood holy nation and i once preached for five weeks in a row just on verse nine not going to do that today, and, and I was, as I was getting ready for today, I went back and was reading some of my old sermons. I don't do that very often, okay, just in case you think I'm weird. Um, and, and not every, every time I get up to speak is it going to be a home run, right? Like, it's okay. You don't offend me. She shook her head yes. All right. I'm not gonna wonder. You didn't, there's a time to say amen. There's a time to, no. Uh, but <laughs> so, sometimes, some Sundays... It's better than others, okay? Uh, but those sermons, as I was reading, I was like, hey, that, that was pretty good. That was all right. And that, but as I was going, I was like, I have no recollection of ever writing this out. <laughs> I have no recollection of ever even speaking this, but it had my name on it. And I know I, I did. I mean, who remembers what I preached two weeks ago? Don't raise your hand. Because if I'm honest with myself, it would take me a moment, and I have to look back in my book here. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's what I... And I think preachers, sometimes we think that the sermon is, is just going to be the thing that changes someone's life forever, and they're going to look back. And, I, and this is important, learning the Word of God, but there's, there's a deeper way that we change as the people of God. And I want to look at that uh, in just a moment, but shelf that, we're going to come back to that. But a couple things that... As the gospel shapes us and makes us new as a people, that I think we can, we can take away from these verses is that first, you cannot know God apart from community. You cannot know God apart from community. Verse 9 says you are a chosen. And English is limited in our second person pronouns. We have you for singular. Like if I'm talking to one person, if I'm talking to my dad, I'm like you, singular. What do we have for plural? You. 
Oh, we have. If, and if, I mean, if, if we were in Texas or in the South and someone translated, what do we got? Y'all. If we're on the East Coast, what do we got? You guys, you skies, depending on how far east. But in general, so when we read Scripture, when it says you, a lot of times we take that as a personal, but this was not a personal you. This was a you, you, as, together, you all, y'all, you guys. And then even the descriptions, you are a chosen people, not a chosen person. You're a royal priesthood, not a royal priest, a, a holy nation, not a holy country woman or country man. I couldn't think of what the opposite of holy nation was, singular. But you can't be a people, a priesthood, a nation by yourself. You cannot be. And, and Jesus' disciples, and when you look at how he lived his life, it wasn't, uh, he didn't just come up and, and teach them and then go on. He, but he, he lived life with his disciples, and he spent time with them, and they ate together, and they, they went, and they partied together. It's true. They went to a wedding. Jesus turned water into wine. Uh, and I want to encourage you, we have meetups, our groups of, of three to seven that meet weekly. And we talk about scripture that we've been reading. We have some that meet in the mornings, some at night. You can see on our website or if you want more information, see us at the Connect table. But I can't tell you how many times I've come, I meet with guys, some guys on Thursday morning. And by about the end of the week, you know, the week's going on, you might be feeling a little down or need someone to encourage you, to pray with you. Like for the last, it's been at least two years, I've been meeting with the same four to six guys. And it's such an encouragement to come and to know that they've got my back. I don't have to come and just say, like, everything's great, you know. But we can be real with one another. And so if you're not part of a meetup, we would like to start more meetups uh, into where the majority of us are in, in those meetups. And we, um, so we, we come together, we talk about scripture that we're reading together. Um, we pray with one another. We talk about life. We talk about, all right, when are we going fishing next? I don't do a whole lot of fishing. It's more like hiking, biking, that kind of thing. Uh, but I want to encourage you to, to take part in, in one of those meetups. And, and when God, when he summons us into a relationship with himself, he always summons us into a relationship to a new community. It's an invitation to the family, not to just serve God on your own. So, it's, so here's the challenge. Are you right now regularly meeting with other people to talk about God, becoming a disciple of Jesus? Are you learning from other people in, in a relationship? Because we will not know God apart from community. Two more minutes, and then we're going we're gonna to switch to baptism mode. So you cannot know God apart from community. Second, you cannot change deeply apart from community. You cannot change deeply apart from community. And this is where I was talking about like the preachers, pastors, sometimes we think our sermon is going to be the thing that, and it, and it does, and it's important, and I'll, I'll probably preach next Sunday too. <laughs> um, but we, we change in community, and there was an author, Eugene Peterson, and you may have, he is, he's paraphrased the, the Bible, it's called The Message Translation, if you've come across that. But in another, another book, he writes, we are a community, we are not ourselves by ourselves. Think about that. We are not ourselves by ourselves. We are born into communities. We live in communities. We die in communities. Human beings are not solitary, self-sufficient creatures. We are not ourselves by ourselves. And I mean, think about yourself. When you're by yourself doing your own thing, is there any opportunity to show patience there? To grow in patience? 
I mean, maybe you get impatient with yourself. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, is there any, I mean, think of all the ways that community can shape us and form us. And those who are our primary community is what's going to shape us the most. The people that we are uh, living with, working with. And so as we move in, into the summer, uh, it's a great time and, and life kind of goes in rhythms and cycles. And summer is one of those times where people are in the backyard, they're going to the park, things you're already doing, like you're going for a walk, invite someone to come with you. Let's, let's do life together. And so it takes availability, it takes frequency, it takes some, some common practices, eating together in the backyard, barbecue. Um, I'm always open for an invitation, in case you were wondering. Uh, but, but sharing that life together, and gospel-shaped people aren't able to form deep community. But only in deep community can we become gospel-shaped people. Does that make sense? Gospel-shaped people aren't able to form deep community, but only in deep community can we become gospel-shaped people. Like we need each other as we, we serve Christ. And there's, there's much more that I'd like to say on that this morning. You'll have to come back next week. Um, all right, last, last thing. You cannot change deeply apart from community. You cannot win the world apart from community. And we often think that what's happening here is just the result of the gospel. But Christian community is also itself a declaration of the gospel. Like what, what God is doing here in the Hills Church and bringing people together from various backgrounds and cultures and classes and races is in itself a proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and, what, he's, and what God is doing. So as we, as we walk in community, we communicate as a community, that the nature and power of the gospel, uh, it's, and we communicate in a way that we cannot communicate by ourselves.